0: Good, some of the, from Christmas songs, from our our hymnals to uh, some recent written stuff. It's like, wow, we can worship no matter what's going on. Lord, we ask uh, on this um, part of the Advent, we've got three candles, so next week is Christmas Eve, And and like I said, we're going to do Come and Go Communion, Todd is, next door from 6 to 8, I think, if you want to come by. And I don't know what they're going to do in the afternoon, if they're going to do church. And I may come down and just hang out next Sunday morning, and if some of you want to hang out a little bit. And I should have grandkids in town from New York. New York, (laughs) staying with us. Turn with me to chapter 13 of Acts. Um, again, as we're looking, looking through Acts, it's just trying to... Uh, it's, never, it's always good to, to read Scripture and to read all, all this that Luke has written down, tracing the history of stuff that's going on. And uh, some of this reads like the news going on. Some of the things that's taking place. This is New American Standard. Now there were at Antioch. Now there's two Antiochs. There's one uh, because I happen to have a map up here. Uh, there is there is one in Syria. And then there is another one on over um, in is it Glacier? Over over on over Um, the what now yes yes I can yeah it's written in small print my eyes are a little blurred thank you yeah so that's they always what say the two together to designate where each one which one they're talking about so in there it says at the church and the one in Syria um there were prophets and teachers. And so then it lists them. So we've got Barnabas and Simeon and Lucius. Let's see, there's an, another one uh, that was brought up with uh, Herod the Tetrarch. So this guy was uh, somebody uh, in the political realm. And and Paul, but he's still going by Saul. So they're, they're there together. So... What does that make us think of? What do you think of when this is listed, Luke is giving this list? You know, we talk about in Ephesians, apostles and prophets and pastors and teachers and evangelists, you know, these different spiritual gifts. So they were very aware of people having different callings of what, of what they moved in, in the New Testament church already. They're, they're using... Um, This And from their Jewish heritage, they're drawing from uh, things, too. So, verse 2. And while they were ministering to the Lord and fasting. So, it's two things they're doing together. The Holy Spirit says, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. While being set apart. So, in this day and age uh, right now. People can, even at their time, people, you get called out to do stuff together in teams sometimes. Sometimes by yourself, sometimes with some people. Um, It's going on all around the earth right now. People being called out to do stuff. And somebody, maybe today, probably today as many people as there are, God's Holy Spirit's probably giving assignment today or changing assignment with somebody today. Verse 3 and then when they had fasted and prayed now so they're they're fasting and praying they get this communication by the holy spirit to set apart two guys for some work set them apart for me he says for the work to which i've called them so that definitely giving a like this is what we're up to we're not going out washing car windows we're uh we got I've got some plans, some ministry down the road. And so then they, so what does everybody do there? They uh, fasted a, again, some more, and prayed. And then they laid their hands on him. it says in verse 3, and they sent them away. So they did the steps of whatever's necessary to get somebody on the road in the proper order, sort of. Yeah. Verse 4, so, so being sent out by the Holy Spirit, they went down to um, a place that is owned down from there, isn't it? Yeah, it's just down from uh, Antioch, this one in Assyria, and it's a coastal area. So they've come down to a place where they can get on a ship. And from there they sail to Cyprus. So they, they're they sailing across a little area in the Mediterranean, and they're, and they're going to land over there. So they, they've undoubtedly come up with a pattern. We're, we're not given that, but they've got a, pa- a ministry pattern here. Undoubtedly, in their fasting and praying, they, they have kind of like feared, kind of like, we feel like the Lord's sending us this way to do this particular thing. So here in our church, the, uh, since Michael has gone to be with the Lord, there is this time of change going on. So the 4 o'clock service this afternoon will be, still be the same, but the Thursday night that had been a Saturday night service before that moved to the Thursday, and they're still doing breakfast twice a month on Saturdays, they are finding their way, kind of. And so part of their plan, as they've told me, is that they're going to keep having Thursday nights until the first of the year. Is that what you... And that, what they announced uh, Thursday, we're going to have it through the new year, and it's going to be real unique. Several people each Thursday are going to tell their stories. Wow, cool. Okay, so, and so it is a real parallel, Lloyd, like this, yes. with this right here. Yes, it's like this is a pattern going on under our two roofs, we own in these two buildings, and so, yeah, uh so yeah, I'm praying for the people that are connected to Thursday that feel like what do they feel being called to do next, and you know, they kind of wander spiritually if they're like me, you kind of sometimes you wander from one ditch to the other ditch on the other side, and then go back in the middle of the road, you know, and you kind of moving down the highway we in the vineyard movement what john wimber was a master at doing this john would he would take us like toward the prophetic before we really had any of that going on and we met people that came from other backgrounds and different churches and they spoke to us and and pretty soon we would kind of get way over into it a little too much and then we would they would take us back the other direction (laughs) somewhere good yeah and, and because everybody's the Holy Spirit's in them then he'll start teaming up people uh, together yeah that's great so in verse 5 we're, just going, to, we're going to just work a little bit because this is pretty this is a long it goes my Bible's got like three pages in chapter 13 52 verses we're not doing all 52 verses So, when they reach the first main town there on, um, or the area on Cyprus, they begin, they immediately start doing what behaviors they're going to do, Um, uh, Saul and, uh, you know, Paul and Barnabas. He says that they begin to proclaim the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they also had... John is a helper, so this is probably John Mark. That's they got him along with them, and uh, when they had gone through the whole island, as far as uh, this Pathos, I'm terrible at pronouncing the different things there. So, so they they've worked across the island. They have been proclaiming about Jesus. Jewish Jesus to Jewish people in the Jewish synagogue. So there's little, little, little Jewish church little out places, you know, little synagogues. I think you had to have what ten, ten people to make it a synagogue. It's like ten guys or something to kind of make it official. So, th- so they have been systematically working across this island, and then they run into and man, there's three of them at least, right? They got uh, Job Mark with them, and so uh, when they they get there, they, they find a magician, a Jewish false prophet whose name was Bar Jesus. And he was with the proconsul, who would be like the head political figure or have authority there. Um, and it said that he was a man of intelligence in verse 7. So this guy's pretty sharp, you know, he knows what's going on. He's got, got, the, got the place going the way it needs to go, you know, and remember they're interacting with the Romans all the time. And uh, so this man summons uh, Barnabas and Saul and Saul to hear the word of God. He heard about them, these, these two guys going around uh, pro- proclaiming a message, and he wants to, I want to meet them your normal kind of pattern. Okay, so um, the magician down in verse 8 says, uh, Elis, Emus, was opposing them, seeking to turn the proconsul away from the faith. So he didn't like what they had to say, and this is taking power away from him. Undoubtedly, he can proclaim, you know, Somebody can do tricks, sort of ma- ma- maybe magical things, or whatever, or or demonic power, possibly. So, uh, verse nine. So, 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 Saul is also known as Paul. He's filled with the Holy Spirit. He has, like, in that moment, kind of like I think coming over him, coming on him, you know, in power. Uh, he fixes his gaze on him, and he says. He doesn't hold back. Verse ten: You who are full of all deceit and fraud, you son of the devil, you enemy of all righteousness, will you not cease to make crooked the straight ways of the Lord? Now, would you say that that was a confrontation? I would say that this was a this was a big deal. There's no telling how many that's around the proconsul that works for him. You know kind of got to his headquarters place. And so here's these two traveling, three, well, three guys at least, traveling evangelists. They take on the famous, local famous hotshot. And we have this face-to-face moment. Verse 11. Now behold, the hand of the Lord is upon you, and you will be blind and not see the sun for a time. And immediately a mist and a darkness fell upon him, and he went about seeking those who would lead him by the hand. (laughs) This is a big showdown, kind of, in the spirit. Verse 12, and when the proconsul believed when he saw what had happened, being amazed at the teaching of the Lord. Now, how do you get someone's attention? Well, you just take the magician, you say something to them, and they go blind, and it kind of gets... it kind of validates whatever they're saying. Don't you know that he probably said, "Yeah, tell me that again now. This is about this Jesus. This Jesus of Nazareth, this guy that's uh this whole message." So, um So they they're, they're going to leave town, so uh, verse 13 Paul and his companions, they, they pull out, they go to see, they go to Pamphylia. And, but John left them and returned to Jerusalem. Now, what do you suppose is going on with the young guy? You know, later they'll have this showdown later in Acts about uh, where Paul and Silas, one of them wants him, is it, I mean, Paul and Barnabas, is it Barnabas? And Barnabas says, hey, Let's take him with us, and, and Paul's going, oh, no, he, he deserted us last time. He's not going with us. So they kind of had a tension, and so Barnabas, being the son of encouragement, you know, is his name, he, he takes John Mark with him, and Paul separates, and so he takes a, a team of some people. They kind of, broke break into two groups, but it makes me think about this right here. It's like, what was this right here going on? Do you suppose it was the, the like, he's, he's gone with them, they're proclaiming Jesus, some stuff's going on, and then you run into the, to the magician. And then you have this showdown right there in front of you between Paul and, and him. And then Paul, under anointing, speaks over him, and the guy goes temporarily blind. Now, if you were the young guy, what would you think? Am I up to this? This was a kind of a, it got kind of tense. Like, well, I've got the Holy Spirit I don't know how the Holy Spirit that much. If I ran into a magician down the road, I don't. I don't know if I could do what Paul just did. I mean, he, man, he just got him in his, in the face and just said this stuff, and the, you could feel the spirit in the air. And that's how you and I do. You know, it sort of feels electric. You know, it feels like lightning's going to strike. And if you're in a moment where somebody's giving a really strong prophetic word, and I just picture this as being a really intense encounter. And now that they're Moving on, I think he sees, he's been thinking, this has been rolling around in his head, and he's going, I see an opportunity. We're at a seaport. I could get on that boat, that ship. I can get back to Jerusalem. I can get back to the rest of the church, to the, you know, where kind of leadership meets. And I could, I could leave this ministry team today. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he started one of those churches like, yeah, we don't really do that around here because that ended with a... With the apostles and <laughs> uh, yeah, anybody else got one besides Clay? What would you? I mean, you got another, another insight about this? This is how I learn stuff from this. I kind of freeze people in space and kind of walk around them, sort of like Star Trek or something, you know, or some movie, you know, where all the figures. I was going to say bewitched, but we don't really, you know, like twitch her nose. You remember her, and they would all stand there, and then you'd walk around the people. It's just it's sort of like I, I kind of do that in history. It's like, okay, so here's, I'm not sure exactly I wasn't there, but, but human nature a little bit, like, how would this be? What, would, what could I learn from this? What could you and I learn from this? Um Up to, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, we just got to deal with what, like uh, the Sanhedrin sending out people and Herod and different. Well, he's dead now, so we don't have to deal with him anymore. Yeah, go back, go back to Jerusalem. I know a lot of people there i got family there. Besides, they don't cook the same way on the road here. You know, they don't have the same franchise. Can't find, can't find my favorite Jewish food here. Got read, all these Greeks, you know, they got all this stuff. They, read, they don't have anything anything that's kosher. They don't like, there's, you know, there's no bagel shops. None of those places like in New York. New York, it doesn't matter which corner of the street, you know, on one corner of the street is a nice Jewish place and the other side is Starbucks. Every single intersection has got those two. The place you get a sandwich, something kosher, something to eat, and then uh, walk across and get Starbucks on the other corner. Of course, they've got 9 million Jewish people living up around there, so eh, there's, a, there's a good million people This is only two cups of coffee talking today. This is not like my nine-cup day last week. Um, So now they go to the other Antioch up the road on verse 14. And on the Sabbath day, they go into the synagogue and they sit down. And after the reading of the law and the prophets... The synagogue officials sent to them, saying, "Brethren, have you any word of exhortation for the people? Say it." This is a, a real Jewish kind of pattern. They're gonna, they're gonna read the, uh, you know, they've only got the Old Testament, so they're gonna, they're gonna read from the Law, from Moses, stuff that God has given Moses. And then they're gonna read from the Prophets. So you're having a typical Sabbath service, and so uh, they've read, you know. And so now we've got these guests here, and so they might have a word for us, traveling guests, being good Jewish people, doing it a Jewish way of, of having a service, and so they asked them this. So Paul, verse 16, he stood up, he motions with his hand, and he says, this is such a great little section here. He motions with his hand, he says, men of Israel, you who fear God, listen, The God of this people Israel chose our fathers. Okay, let me do it another side. This just makes me think of right now. Right now, I just suspect that thoughts like this is going on all over Israel, all over the other Jewish people that are not in Israel but but dialing in. I mean, I go to a, a website that's that gives me daily updates from Israel. It has little, little, they do little videos that last for like five minutes and a person comes on and tell, tells you what's going on with Gaza and with Israel and like if somebody's shooting a rocket at, at Jerusalem or, they, or Tel Aviv or whatever or, or they're having trouble with the Lebanese, uh, the people up there. Um, so it's just a, it's just a hour to hour kind of thing. So it's like, as I read this, it just, just seems so like a current, almost like current in their time period. So it causes me to look for things that I probably would have cruised over before this conflict. So the God, 17, so the God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers If I was a Jewish father and and I had a family, I I would I would find a way of saying this very same thing to my Jewish family. You know, if they came in and said, Yeah, somebody's concerned about this or that, some friend or some friend down the street, I was down at their house, or we were or rockets came over last night, we all had to kind of go in a safe space. And if I was the father figure in the family, don't you know? I would be reading to my kids from Moses and the prophets and the history. All, all, all of the Jewish scriptures. I would be comforting my family. From what? From the God who I knew. He's, he's been through a lot. Knocked off his horse, blinded. God sent somebody, something like scales falls from his eyes. Jesus said, you know, who art thou, Lord? I'm Jesus who you're persecuting. I got plans for you, boy. <laughs> yep. No wonder he writes like he writes. No wonder in all these letters we have from Paul that he knew what he knew from his, yeah, yep, yep. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, he knew what that was like under the anointing. I mean, he. I mean, he, been there, done that with Holy Spirit, kind of. Yeah. 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 You see, you see, Peter have some encounters with people pretty much like the encounters that he had, in you know, in Acts. So. Yeah, you and I are br- pulling into today. From our heritage, our each of our stories, our are, are, you know, from our life of what you know. The God of this people, Israel, chose our fathers and made the people great during their stay in the land of Egypt. And with an uplifted arm, he led them out from it. For a period of about 40 years, he put up with them in the wilderness. <laughs> and when he destroyed seven nations in the land of Cana, he distributed their land as an inheritance all of which took about 450 years. There, there's the very issue that's going on, that's been going on. It's going on today. It'll go on tomorrow. It may go on until Jesus comes back in person. I mean, like, whose who's grass, who does this belong to? Yep, and every knee will bow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's going to settle the discussion that's going on. But I think some of our local broadcasters, if they happen to be on the air and Jesus came, they would come up with a spin on it from their point of view of the, their owners of their, <laughs> their network, Whatever. Well, it's, yeah, I'm about to, like, try try not to go off on, like, this Chinese online group that stuff's put in there and calls attention to. And the we just let it, we need to outlaw it in the country, totally. I, it just amazes me. He says, verse 20, and after these things, he gave them judges until Samuel the prophet. And then they had asked for a king, and God gave them Saul, son of Kish, a man of the tribe of Benjamin for 40 years. And after he had removed him, he raised up David to be their king concerning whom he had testified and said, I have found David, the son of Jesse, a man after my heart, who will do my will. And from the descendants of this man, according to promise, God has brought to Israel a Savior, a Messiah, Jesus. And after John had proclaimed before his coming a baptism of repentance to all the people of Israel, and while John was completing his course, he kept saying, What do you suppose that I am? I'm not he, but behold, one's coming after me, the sandals of whose feet I'm not worthy to untie. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family and those among you who fear God to use the message of this salvation to us, the message of this salvation has been sent. There, he's, he, he just calls it down then into that, to that summary statement right there. Brethren, sons of Abraham's family, those among you who fear God, to us the message of the salvation has been sent. For those who live in Jerusalem and their rulers, recognizing neither him nor the utterances of the prophets, which were read every Sabbath, fulfilled these by condemning him. And though they found no ground for putting him to death, they asked Pilate that he would be be executed. And when they had carried out all of this, Written concerning him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb, but but God raised him from the dead. Wow, that's the that's the pivot. Here it's here it's we're recognizing the birth of Jesus, whenever that was exactly we've come up with a date to we use, you know, but there's the pivot. Right there. Everything, everything points to that. But God raised him from the dead. For as many days he appeared to those who came. For many days he appeared to those who came up with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. The very ones who are now his witnesses to the people. And we preach to you the good news. The promise made to the fathers that God has fulfilled this promise to our children and that he raised up Jesus, as is also written in the second Psalm, You are my son, today I have begotten you. As for the fact that he raised him up from the dead, no longer to return to decay, he has spoken in this way, I will give you the holy and sure blessing of David." Therefore, he also says in another psalm, You will not allow your Holy One to undergo decay. For David, after he had served the purpose of God in his own generation, fell asleep and was laid among his fathers and underwent decay. But he whom God raised did not undergo decay. Therefore, let it be known to you, brethren, that through him forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, and through him everyone who believes is freed from all things from which you could not be freed through the law of Moses. Therefore, take heed so that the things spoken of and the prophets may not come upon you. And then he does the prophets. Behold, you scoffers and marvel and perish, for I am accomplishing a work in your days, a work which you, you will never believe, though someone should describe it to you. Wow. That's a heck of a message. So they'll go out and they'll want to meet with them some more. And then people will come up and sh- start saying things about them and all this, and then they'll get up a big enough crowd that they'll kind of drive them out out of town, and so they'll sh- shake the dust off of their clothes as a symbol. Like we don't want it, we don't want any of the dirt of your town to be left on us. And then they said, so now we're going to go, and then like it was prophesied, so now we're going to go, leave you Jewish people, since you've run us off, and we're going to go talk to the Gentiles. And that's what they do. So, Kyle, am Bless Karen, Lord, as she keeps being healed up from her, her knee.